0: Om, Om Sahana Vavatu, Sahana punaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai, Dejas Vinavati Tamastamavit Vishavahai, Om Shanti, Shanti. any questions from any previous classes last class so on chapter four code of living and we're going to be on elements of right living that's where we are so it says you have to change your focus from the body, mind, intellect to the self. This is what is meant by being spiritual. Only by doing this can you find true peace and happiness. What does that mean? Right, now what are we all doing? Drew, what are we all doing? What are we concentrating on? (coughs) And it says to focus on the self, which is what the... What's the self we're talking about here? The enlivening factor, what enables us to function. The spirit within us, the Atman. Only then you can find true peace and happiness. So this is the whole um, focus of spirituality. Change our focus. For that we need knowledge and understanding about the truths of life. Truths of us, human beings, the truths of the world. Then that allows us to practice that. Through knowledge of the truth, you can see the world for what it is. Only then you can have the right relationship with it. This is being spiritual, to move your focus from our physical body, mind, intellect, and then shift it to the self within. I am not this body, mind and intellect. I am the self. This is being spiritual. Any questions on that? Does it, does, it make, does it make sense? It, is it clear, Deepa? Yeah, it makes sense. How to do it? Yeah. yeah, this is the practice. This is what we're studying, isn't it? This is what we're learning. We're not used to it, <coughs> this is the problem. But this is what we're trying to learn. The
1: spiritual spot is just the self. Itself is the most subtlest part oh, of it, yeah. isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. So, In relative sense, the world is gross, we're gross, the body, mind and intellect is gross.
0: Mm.
1: We're thinking of all gross aspects, trying to think on the most subtlest.
0: It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. You want to be a doctor, you have to spend how many years in the... Six. six, uh, How many years? Six. Six to seven. Six, seven.
1: Six years studying
0: and then the rest. And how many uh, hours do you have to put in? This is really difficult because, how many hours do we put into this? (laughs) We're so used to the the world and the gross part of it that it's difficult to... So you have to put in effort to learn it. (coughs) If you do, then it's no difficult than trying to become a doctor or something. Put the same amount of hours in studying this subject and learning, why would you not grow spiritually? Why wouldn't it be easier to think of the Self in all aspects of your life? But we, if we put the minimum of effort, then it's not going to happen. It will happen, but it will be more difficult. This is what we're saying. Eventually, of course, it will happen. We don't have that. We don't practice that. We get caught up in the world. All of us. We get caught up in the world. This is the reason. That's why some of these great uh, s- um, sages, they go to the Himalayas and stay in a cave. It's easier for them to study this subject and focus on the other, because there's no distractions. We're not saying we need to do that, but you just have to put in more effort, that's all. So from last couple of weeks, the... T- Recap. The truth is the truth. Spiritual religious education should teach you knowledge on life and how to live life correctly. Today, spiritual leaders, instead of going into the knowledge, they talk about the non essential of religion the do's and don'ts. Hardly anyone knows the true purpose of religion. But the followers are genuine. And they blindly accept whatever is told to them by these religious leaders. They are not even allowed to question them. This is what's happening in the world today. So it's not just blindly following. You need to understand the truth yourself. Do's and don'ts won't help you develop. You have to understand the the truth. When you learn it, you test it in your life. When you see it working in your life, you become established in that truth. You're now living a spiritual life. You have to take, imbibe these truths into your life. (coughs) Live by them. This is what they're saying. Just following spiritual leaders and do's and don'ts won't help you develop spiritually. Until you actually live it. And to live it, you need to absorb it. Test it. Yes. If I'm unselfish, I'm actually happier. You've tested that. So why wouldn't you learn to be unselfish? Someone just says, be unselfish. You can't practice it. Yeah. You have to have a reason why. Practice it, learn it. You see you're a happier person, then you think, you know what? This is working. Let me... Learn how to become more unselfish because I, there's a direct relationship to my happiness. Now you're living it. This is how it is. But if someone just tells you, you're not going to do it. Why? Just do it. It doesn't work. This is what we're saying. This is how religions are right now. And how do we do it? We said, remember that example we gave about the car going to Scotland. You can't see Scotland. When you join the m1 you only see 30 meters ahead of you but eventually you have faith that it will take you to scotland similarly on the spiritual path you take in a little knowledge you reflect with whatever intellect you have and it removes a little ignorance <laughs> then you apply it in your life and you continue this way until you reach your goal little by little As you said, the headlights only show 30 meters ahead, but eventually you'll get to Scotland. Similarly, you apply yourself, put in the effort, you'll eventually get there. That's what all these gurus are saying. You'll get there. And listen, if you don't even get to the goal, the journey itself is so rewarding. You even forget about the goal. Going to be so, so ha- you find so much happiness on the journey itself. The truth is the truth. You don't need to distort it with a religious bias. You don't need a religious. You don't need a religious side to tell you that this is the truth. You can do it yourself, you can practice it yourself. Don't need to be a Christian or a Hindu or a Muslim. You follow the truth, as it makes sense to you? You have to put in the effort, no one can do it for you. What is the effort? We just said, what was the effort we have to put in?
1: Studying the knowledge.
0: Studying, reflecting, practicing, being aware of it in your life every day. Yeah. Being aware of it. This is my goal. Right now, your goal is fulfilling your desires to cater to your body, mind, intellect. Correct. This is all. All of us. Are, this is all we're doing. No matter how rich, poor, whatever. This is all we're doing. So we have to shift that focus to something higher. This is what they're saying. And for that, we need to know why. This is what we're studying. So, as you've said, taking in a bit of knowledge, reflecting on it, preferably in the morning, and there's a reason why, we're going to cover that today, why in the morning, reflecting on it, thinking about it, and then applying it practicing it see if it makes a difference you experiment with it then that becomes yours you start living by it you start living by it because it makes sense to you
2: question a lot more even with the knowledge so far Mm. you may still fall back into your practices but you reflect on it
0: yep Mm. yep some things may not work for you because you may not understand why it. you know how it works. You learn more about it. So as we said, for professional for professional qualification, you have to put in effort. so it's the same for learning this subject. The difference is when when you study to be a professional accountant, doctor, nurse, etc. You see a reward afterwards, you know that you're going to earn this much money. The pay packet will be this much. So that is the, that is, you understand. If I to get this qualification through, I will earn this much money, correct? Or thereabouts. But right now you don't see the rewards in learning this subject because there isn't a monetary value you can put to it. You can't relate to it. That's why you don't put in the effort. If there was a direct relationship to monetary, like money, then people would understand. But they don't. there, there isn't a, uh, a direct relationship, that's why people don't understand. Otherwise they'll put in the affair. If I said to you, do this for three years every morning, wake up for an hour and study, and you'll be a multimillionaire, then people will understand. Yes, okay, now I know why I need to do this. But, as you said before, being a millionaire only means that you have more money which you then have to spend to buy something to make you happy. But, if this relates straight to happiness, you miss out the middle bit, What's the, what difference does it make? But we can't relate to it, this is the problem. and we'll, We can't relate to it, that's why we don't put any effort. So, we're elements of right living. So now, what we're discussing, as the title says, what is the right way to live life? This is what we're talking about now. We said this is our goal, so how do we get to this goal? We're all living life. What is the right way to live life? Let's learn about that. Are we living the right way? You might be saying, well, I already lived the right way. So let's see what the, the scriptures are saying. Yeah. Everyone got the page? You're the same as last week, Elements are Right Vedanta knowledge enables one to live their life correctly throughout their physical, mental and intellectual personalities. It enables one to think clearly. One's action is in a spirit of service and the mind has positive emotions. By continuously studying and reflecting on these truths of life, one leads a perfect life. Attached to the higher and detached from the lower aspects of life. So what's it saying? What's it saying? This knowledge helps you to live life correctly. Let go of the lower, the worldly things, and think of something higher. (coughs) One leads a perfect life if you study this subject. So what is this perfect life?
2: Without agitation,
0: without desires. Without desires. So it teaches you how to live life. What is the correct way according to the scriptures? The body acts in the spirit of service and sacrifice. The mind develops universal love and the intellect takes in the knowledge of the self. So that's covering the physical, the mind and the intellect. Yeah? Does everyone understand? We're going to go into detail. The correct way of living life, it's saying, body acts in spiritual service and sacrifice, Mind develops universal love, and the intellect takes in the knowledge of the self. When you live life in this way, you gain all the benefits of peace and happiness, which is what everyone is looking for. Anyone not looking for peace and happiness? You're in the wrong class. Similar. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So what is this? Let's, let's discuss in more detail now. How does a body act in spirit of service and sacrifice? Any ideas? Get you guys to think a little bit. Any ideas? How do, you, how do we act in the spirit of service and sacrifice? It back to giving and doing for others or even for yourself without, mm-hmm. without any passion for gain as such. Okay.
2: Expectations.
0: What about expectations? not having expectations. expectations. Good, good one. Anything else? Okay. Humans act either with the attitude of giving or taking. We did cover this at the end portion last week, but we're just going to, because it's a topic, fresh topic, we want to start it from scratch. Humans act either with the attitude of giving or taking. If the attitude is to take, then this will increase one's selfish desires and he will suffer from stress and strain. If the attitude is to give and be unselfish, one enjoys peace and joy. So these two motivations drives a human being. This is a law. It's saying this is a law. These two motivations drives a human being, giving or taking. Does everyone agree with that? Hmm? Anita, you agree with that? Two motivations you have, either to give or to take. That's how a human being lives. This is what drives a human being. If your attitude is to give, then you enjoy peace and happiness, and you reduce your desires. If it is to take, then you increase your desires and suffer. Why do you suffer when you increase your desires? you 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 have more desires to fulfill and they're not fulfilled if you're not fulfilled, the desires aren't fulfilled you are agitated but if you have a stance of giving then you're not increasing your own desires so there's nothing to fulfill no increase and the whole idea of being spiritual is to reduce our desires so we can get to our true personality does that make sense so, no, does that make sense? Attitude of taking increases your desires, True, Your desires become more. More agitations.
3: Is that because you enjoy? It's like if you fulfill some of your desires, you've enjoyed that, so you've more?
0: Craving for more. I just bought a BMW 3 Series. I wonder what the 5 Series is like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how's all, that
1: in the spirit of giving or taking though, because that's just you buying something for yourself or
0: what we're saying here is there's two motivations that drive a human being mm. giving or taking mm. if you take then you're increasing your desires and the example is that he's asked the question three what's your question
3: why do you but why buy Fulfilling your desires, do you
0: crave more? Because that is the, how it works. The fact that you've got a desire, the mind craves for more. That's how the mind functions. So if you're thinking of giving, then you're not in creating more desires. Less agitations, less unfulfilled desires. This is how it works. So when you're giving, you're reducing your desires. When you're reducing your desires, you're closer to the self. human plus, uh, God plus desire is a human being.
1: I don't know if that answers Drew's question as to how can taking Mm -hmm. or giving reduce the desires. I know, I understand the theory of it, but in practical terms, Mm -hmm. if I'm giving time, how is that reducing a desire? For example, you gave the example of buying a car. How would that? The two cor- don't correlate in my eyes.
0: The idea, the example of the car is that how the mind functions increases desires. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So when you increase the desires, you automatically pitch up to have something different. So your mind is already saying, "I want that." So you're agitated until you get it. When you get that, you get some. Your mind wants something else. So that's how your desires increase. When you're thinking of others, of how to service an attitude of service and sacrifice, then you're not thinking of your own desires, fulfilling them. Therefore, what what happens? You're not increasing your desires. This is how it works.
1: So the mind is distracted in what you're doing?
0: The mind is distracted. When you're not thinking of yourself and thinking of service, then not on yourself and your own desires. Therefore, you're not increasing your desires. Your desires may increase to help the other person more, but that is a selfless desire. That doesn't increase your own desire. You might say, i give an hour to, my, to the local hospice. I can give two hours. I want to give two hours. Now, that's a desire to give more of your time. That is a selfless desire. That doesn't increase your own personal selfish Self-centred desires. The difference here is your own personal self-centred desires and desires to help others. Does that make sense?
2: Hmm? And it's without the expectation of recognition as well.
0: You're not getting anything in return. Hmm. They might say, thank you for helping me. Make sense? as we said, humans act either with the attitude of giving or taking. If the attitude is to take, this will increase one's selfish desires and he will suffer from stress and strain. Stress and strain is unfulfilled desires, agitations. If the attitude is to give and be unselfish, one enjoys peace and joy. So this is what drives a human being. The whole idea is to reduce our desires. One does not have a right to declare anything as his. One's only right is to serve. If one acts in the spirit of service, then everything you desire comes to you. You take control of your life. This is the law of life. Nothing belongs to you, this thing. See, we think by taking, we feel we are gaining. It's the opposite, it's saying. By serving, you become a master. You control yourself. You're able to control your own desires. It's hard to understand unless you experience it. You give and you automatically gain. It may not be in the same way. Remember we said, you give 10 pounds, don't think you're going to get 20 pounds back. It, does, it may you regain in some other way. But it has to be done automatically. The attitude must be there. How can I serve? So your attitude has to change. And how do we change our attitude? How do we change our attitude? Okay, right now we're selfish. How do we change to become unselfish? It's a, it's a process can't just suddenly leave the door and say okay from today I'm going to be it doesn't work it's a process which comes with spiritual development we're going to touch upon it how we can do this yeah so we're saying the body needs to act based on service and sacrifice how do we do that so let's let's see how we do that christ said be content to serve if you have an attitude of serving, then everything comes to you. Become a master, not a servant. This is the law of life. So now he talks about why and how you should give. Yeah, the attitude is to give. <coughs> how should we give? If I ask you, how should we give? What would the answer be? What how would the answer be? I said, you have to give. What would you? What do you think? There's no wrong answer.
3: Giving.
0: Giving, okay. How would you give? Unconditionally, when you're not expecting anything back. Okay. See, so most of us, how would you give? You might bake a cake for somebody and say, here's a cake. How would you give? Just bake it and give it. Give it, okay. Giving. So we're going to talk about how to give. Without
1: giving. Giving
0: without expecting anything back. That is a given. You shouldn't have any. In fact, even if they say thank you, you, try, you should try and not let it affect you. Mm, that's a
3: <laughs>
0: because you're so, oh, thank you, that was a lovely cake. I've never tasted a cake like that. What happens to you?
4: The okay. yeah, you
1: the ego.
0: That's.
4: No, but then you. Um realize that they are appreciating your uh, your deed.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So they won't really inflate your ego. You'll be happy.
0: If you're able to control it.
4: That you made someone else happy.
0: If you're able to control it fine. But majority of us can't control it. It affects us. We're not able to it stays in our mind. It makes us feel great about ourselves, it makes us think superior than other people, and that has a ne- negative effect on us.
2: So it's how you receive him? Yeah,
0: that has a, a negative effect on us. Her. I'm far superior. You have a exaggerated value to your to yourself then. So we have to learn to be able to accept compliment, but not let it affect us. It's an art we have to learn. We, we, you know, automatically it makes us feel good. There's nothing wrong with that, but it should stop there. You're welcome. Move on. You have to receive that compliment because they're giving it to you. It's an art of receiving it without affecting you. Easy. Learn it. The Diwali star, uh, food he so gave enough. me was lovely, by the way.
1: <coughs> it was really
0: nice. Thank you. I'll let it get to your head. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, but that will just give her confidence to try something new and something different next if time. If you
0: take it constructively, yeah. that's fine. So but there's a thin line between taking it constructively and letting it get to you, where it makes you feel...
4: That could also make her feel proud of herself for trying something.
0: It does, I'm not saying this is what I'm saying is that there's a thin line where it affects you, where you you feel egoistic afterwards.
4: Yeah, but that's
1: how people take it, it will be individuals how they take it. Whether it's
4: that ego or.
0: So you're saying we shouldn't take we should, when we serve and we get compliments. You shouldn't allow it to affect you because what happens is you may serve more but if someone next time doesn't say thank you mm-hmm. how does it make you feel you know your cake wasn't nice how does it make you feel then or they don't say thank you how does it make you feel then
2: maybe it wasn't <laughs> <But> <laughs> Back to that expectation.
0: Yeah. you yeah. you help someone cross the road and say oh really thank you mm-hmm. couldn't have crossed the road without you i really appreciate it then you oh you know what i helped someone in- that's nice, um, um, made me feel good to help someone. You help someone else cross the road and they say, don't say I nothing. I didn't
4: want to cross.
0: <laughs> yeah, and walks away. Yeah. You know what, I'm going to stop doing this. <laughs> no appreciation. You see, when you affects you, you take it the wrong way and you let it massage your ego, mm. then you have expectations. So they're saying serve with an attitude, no expectations. No expectations. Serve for the serving's sake, mm. because that is a reward. Otherwise, you're serving for that reward. Yeah. <coughs> it's a very you know when you read about serving, you read everything how to serve. And you think you know what? I'm not even going to bother. There's so many. Uh, there's a poet, Khalil Gibran, talks about serving. You read that, and you think, forget it. But does that make sense? What, yeah. When you're serving, you should have no expectations, because it affects you.
3: You don't serve. Are you satisfying other people's desires by serving?
0: No, you're satisfying your own desires so that you don't increase your desires. That's the correct way.
3: But in an indirect way, mm-hmm. by doing stuff for others they have their desires. Just like work, for example. Yeah. You're doing, let's say you offer to do more service for people at work. You're satisfying their desire to complete something. And then they may create more desires because you're completing their desires.
0: See, it depends on uh, your identification. If you're identifying with your company, if I put in extra work, my company will benefit. If the company benefits, I benefit. That is the right way of serving more in your company. But when you're talking about desire, desires are of an individual, self centeredness. I don't understand who, your manager may say, do more work, and you may say, well, you know, well, we've got this project to finish. You're working for the same goal, which is benefiting the company. And you're working, you're part of that company. So if you're identifying with that, then that's fine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because desires are of an individual person. But you're working for a firm. Does that clarify, does that clear, ask, answer your question? If your mum tells you to do something, is it her desire? That you have to work at. <laughs> but in a company environment, as you, as you asked, this is how it functions.
3: It's just because at an individual level, sometimes
0: people just constantly ask you for stuff. And you have to... Sorry, gone. To on.
3: focus on serving, you would say yes to help and not let your desire to say, I don't want to do
0: this. So you have to evaluate, is this guy asking me to do it because he's lazy to do it himself? Mm. Am I helping him? That's something you have to decide. Or are we... He's behind on his project. I finished my project. I think I should help him to finish his project. That's a different environment, that's a different situation altogether. So you have to work out exactly what is it that... Uh,
3: but then, doesn't cause you to think negatively sometimes. How? If you're thinking someone's lazy or you're thinking he's just trying to put something.
0: But then you'll affect you, no? If he's palming all his work to you, who's gonna be agitated? Yeah. But you have to make that decision, He's been there for me. He needs me. Let me help him. We're both working for the company. That's different. But if there's someone who's selfish, and using you, then that's a decision you have to decide. I'm not going to uh, fall for that. It's identifying, isn't it?
2: Mm.
0: He may be sincere. He may have been ill for a couple of days, and he's behind. You you understand that? He needs my support. I can give it. Why not? Um, yeah. So why should we give, besides of our desires? Why should we give? What we have been doing all our lives? What have we been doing all our lives? All we've been doing is what? Giving and expecting. Taking. All we've been doing until now is taking. What have we been taking? The moment one is born, the world provides all that is necessary for one to survive. One becomes indebted to the world. Therefore, one should have an attitude of service and gratitude. Service and gratitude throughout one's life. And serve the world. This attitude maintains one's spiritual happiness. So you're not doing any favours by giving. You're not doing any favours by giving. It's saying from day one you have been taking from the world. What have you been taking? What have you been taking? What have we been taking from the world since we've been born? Everything we can. Nature has provided oxygen to breathe. Mother's milk as soon as you're born. Water. Food. Right temperature for you to be comfortable. Right pressure inside and outside. A body that heals itself. Nature has provided this. Many other things. We forget, don't we? How are you going to repay all that? How are we going to repay all that? Huh? Reusable bags. <laughs> Thank you. How are we gonna repay all that? Gratitude. Huh? See so we're we're studying we're, we're learning this because we forget what we have been given.
2: I think when you ask the question what are we taking We're thinking, looking at material stuff, that's what
0: Yeah. Because we forget. I know no one's thinking Oh yeah, I'm taking a lot of this oxygen, I need to reduce my level of oxygen and I've taken enough. No one thinks in that way. But we forget. Because we're used to it, we're used to taking. Well, we've got no
1: choice. Grow more plants. We're not talking about choice here, we're just... we're We're not
0: talking about choice, we're talking about what we're doing. Yeah. As soon as we're born, mother's milk is there. But that's a cycle of
4: nature. So how can you avoid
0: it? We're not saying to avoid it. We're saying that this is what you've been taking. Yeah. Have you taken yeah. it or not? I have. Okay, been. that's all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're saying. We have taken this, correct? Yeah, but
4: that's being. We're not
0: saying why not. So we're just saying we've taken this. Yeah. Okay, go on, ask me why. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Obviously, you want right? to
0: justify why you've taken it? Ju- yeah, I, okay, I, uh, why?
4: Yes, of course. Uh, when you're born, you, you're born without any knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume you are. And then um, in order to survive, so it's a survival thing, mm-hmm. you're taking your mother's milk. And then as you go, grow older, you're you taking whatever the world provides. So...
0: Perfect. I'm not saying no. We're just analyzing. We're just analyzing. We
4: like how an going to kill another one to survive.
0: But what we're saying is that if this wasn't given, then you wouldn't survive, correct? Mm. Yeah. yeah? You're saying we need this to survive. Yes. If this wasn't given, you wouldn't survive, no? So isn't there gratitude towards that? Yes. This is what we're talking but you about.
4: You show it in your own
0: way, right? right? This is all we're talking about. That we take all these things without realizing that we're taking without showing any gratitude. So to develop that idea of service and sacrifice, we need to understand these things of what have we been taking. Only this is the knowledge that is given to you so you can think, why do I need to give? Okay, I didn't realize I was taking all these things all my life. You know, as Ravi said, you think materially. but These things we take for granted. So we're trying to understand these things.
2: When you're eating, it's that moment in time when you're dead, but the journey that food has taken to get to your plate. Mm. If you start thinking about it, I think you'll be more grateful for that, what's on your plate.
0: See, taking it another step from what you said, so many people in the world don't have water to drink. Yes. Yeah? So, at least be grateful that you open a tap and the water comes out. So we take it for granted, this is what we're saying. See, understanding this develops that spirit of service and sacrifice. This is the reason we're discussing it. We're not condemning anyone for taking it, it's there. Nature has provided it. Yeah? Anything? I'm glad you asked the question because these are the kind of questions we need to ask so that we have a clearer understanding. Yeah, so don't be afraid to ask any questions regardless. So how are we going to repay all that? This is the question. How are we gonna repay all that? Lucky for you, no one has taken a record of everything and given you a bill. <laughs> huh? Otherwise you'll be in debt for all your life. surely we think about it you can never repay this debt we can never repay this debt but they're so benevolent these scriptures they're saying don't they're saying don't worry (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't worry about repaying we don't want just have a sense of gratitude And when you have an opportunity, try to serve your fellow beings. This is what I say. Not necessarily only humans, but all living beings. It develops that awareness. This is what we're trying to do develop an awareness. Don't worry about repaying, just help whenever you can. <coughs> We can do that, can't we? The Gita says, It's criminal to take the resources from the world without repaying. He who eats without producing is verily a thief. That's what they say in the Gita. Krishna says that. We are consuming things without paying for it. We're getting away with so much, but we don't realise this. We take it for granted. That is the problem. We are used to taking. You have to have a spirit of giving. But our attitude is always, if I only get that, if only this happens. They're not saying, don't strive to be successful. They're not saying that. But your attitude should be always of serving and giving and not taking whatever you do how can i help rather And what can i get doesn't mean you just give yourself away to everyone that doesn't mean that it's having an attitude of giving you may not you may think about it and have an attitude of giving and not give but you've made that decision because it's not beneficial for him to, to receive it. Yeah? But your attitude is to give. Someone on the street is an alcoholic, yeah? and he goes, buy me a bottle of alcohol. Your attitude is to give. You, you may say, no, I think you've had enough. Doesn't mean you buy me a bottle of alcohol, you know, I want to give. You see the difference? So, but the attitude still remains. You know, I'll buy you a sandwich. Yeah? So the first element of right living, so the first element of right living, which is for the body, it should act in the spirit of service and sacrifice. This should be attitude. Yeah, this is first element of right living. Any questions on that? We're gonna now talk about the mind religion educates one in the knowledge of the gift that nature has provided one must realize the responsibility to repay you must just do your obligatory duties that is all that is required one cannot repay their debt to nature your approach to life is just to do what one is ought to while staying peaceful and happy so it's another extension on giving they so he's saying your main service in the world is to be happy and peaceful. To give, actually you're giving, but also you have a responsibility to be happy and peaceful at all times. That is part of giving. To be, a, to be miserable is a social and religious crime. You're smiling all the time, yeah?
1: Get in trouble. You've
0: got to be smiling whenever you're doing your work. Instead, we take our work so seriously. Saying, "Just do your duty." If you're a teacher, teach. You're a nurse or a doctor, attend to your patients. You're accountant, then account. You're doing business, do business. Just do your duty and be happy. Peace within. See, you can say, I'm alive, I have water, I have food, a roof over my head, anything more and it's a bonus. We are beyond rich, but we don't realize it. We have to come to a class to say, you know what, you're rich. We're beyond rich, but we don't realize it. Because of the mind. The mind says, I don't have enough. Constantly. The nature of the mind. So, we've taken so much. We can't repay. So they're saying, don't repay. Just be happy and peaceful with everything you do. Whatever work you do, just do it. With happiness. When you can serve your fellow beings, serve. And that's it think we've got an excellent deal. Don't you think so? Hmm. Drew, we got a good deal. All we have to do is have an attitude of serving and giving, and always be peaceful and happy while we're doing our duties. Anyone who can't do that. Super. Nita? That's the kind of smile we want all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) do. His expression (laughs) says everything.
4: (laughs) God doesn't
0: think so. You see, we're so fortunate. We have everything. We have opportunities to do everything. He's saying all you have to do is be happy and peaceful and try and help when we can. That's all. So why should we be happy and cheerful? If one is happy and cheerful, people come to you. If miserable, then they stay away from you. This is the law of life. People share your pleasure, not your pain. If you're miserable you're on your own no one will want to know you if you're happy everyone will want to be with you when you go to a gathering a person who is laughing and happy people will be around that person joking and being happy with him person who is miserable he'll be sitting on his own how are you okay that's it no other reaction you talk more with him or her and he will talk only about his miserable life you can't wait to move away from that person. People don't want to share people's pain. Yeah, people want to be happy. So that's why you need to be happy. You people flock towards you. I remember in um, when uh, Notufo passed away. We, I gave a talk there and part of, in the talk I said that you'll always, wherever there's noise, laughter coming, you'll find him, he was there, in the centre of it, telling his jokes and his stories, and everyone is around him, sharing. This is exactly what he means. He'll always be smiling and laughing. People want to be with him, isn't it? This guy's sitting there miserable, nobody wants to be with him. Ego and selfish desires is the attribute to one's suffering. This is due to one's focus being on the material layers. Remember, in the beginning, we said focus on the self, but not on the body, mind, intellect. Because your focus is on the material layers, that's why you suffer. Body, mind, and intellect, their demands are endless and can never be fulfilled. One needs to change their focus from the ego. Ego is another name for body, mind, intellect, by the way. yeah. When they say ego, it means the body, mind, intellect. One needs to change the focus from the ego to the self. One should be aware of the self in all life's dealings why because one is the self seek the self the law of life is as one thinks so one becomes so what's it saying change your focus from the body mind to the living in factor which is a spirit within in all your transactions remember the self classes ago we said remember whenever you just whenever you act just say it's with the grace of god i'm able to do this if you remember that and you're thinking to yourself in everything you're doing i'm cooking grace of god i'm driving the grace of god i can see you basically now you're thinking not of your physical personality but you're thinking of the higher so you may start doing it mechanically but slowly you're still remembering that Aspect of your personality that in living in fact, is making you, allowing you to do that. That so you're remembering that in everything you do. It's a practice you have to start developing. It reminds you of that higher all the time. Then, so he's saying, saying the law of life is as one thinks, so one becomes. So you'll be thinking of that higher in everything you do. What will happen eventually? You reach your goal. You will become one with the self. The grace of God allows me to bake this cake. Remember that. <coughs> so you're now being spiritual. Yeah. Everything you're doing you're saying it's because of God. You're moving your focus away from your ego to the higher. Any questions on giving? True. You okay with that? As you said, I
2: mean, just going back to True's question, when you're giving, it's also using your intellect to know... Exactly when to give. When to give, yeah. And the person... opposite is not... I mean, excuse the language, we not taking a bit. <laughs>
0: when to give and how to give is also something that you need to understand. You can't just give anybody anything. Mm. You need to use your intellect to, to evaluate the situation before you give. You could be doing damaging that person by giving. You know? Even young children. We you have to think. Everything we earn is for our children. But we, we have to think before we give, is it beneficial to them in the long run? You may decide. No, I don't. I don't. I shouldn't give right now. It's all his, or hers, but this isn't the right time to give it. Just because you have it, you give it. You don't see what effect it's having on the other person. True. I have to speak to your mum. You understand. If they give it too early, they won't appreciate it. They might they need to it. learn the value of
2: it
0: first. Mm. Cruel to be kind, as they say. They might say,
2: Mom, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you're the worst mother in the world. Take it as a Fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know? But you understand why you're doing it. Mm. So, it means everything is, you have to think about everything, all your actions before you do them love is the second element of right living while one body acts in the world one should have a feeling of universal love towards the world this is identification with one and all if not then you are alone and indifferent from everyone else this also leads to misery Universal love. So what is love? In a nutshell, what is love? What is love?
1: Feelings, huh? feelings affection.
0: Feelings, affections, okay. Good, goodness. okay.
2: Understanding.
0: Understanding what?
3: Each, like how to relate to whatever you're
0: loving. Okay. Spiritually, love means identification with all beings. Identification of all beings. This is pure love. What we're talking about is, what we understand love as preferential love. Ravi, I love you, but you know, similar. I don't really love her. I don't really like her. Provincial love. I love you, 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 you. That's, that's universal love. Regardless, regardless of creed, religion. That's universal love. Identifying all creatures in the world. You run over a dog, your attitude can be either to take it to a vet or complain about a dog coming in your way. Universal love, you'll identify with that, the pain and suffering of the dog and take it to the vet or do whatever you need to do. Identify the pain and suffering of all beings. You may not be able to do anything about it, But you should have this feeling within, of compassion towards all creatures. This is universal love.
4: You may not like the
0: snake. We're gonna talk about how you will have compassion for the snake.
4: I would feel sorry if I the it. That's all.
0: That's all, that's all but that's I necessary. If I ran
4: over a snake and got hurt, I'd find it very difficult. I, I'd feel guilty, and I'd find it difficult to pick it up and think. You don't it. have to pick it up. You no, can't do it. but I'm just saying yeah. that, so yeah. in that
0: respect. But you feel for it. Yes. This is what we're saying. Feeling within, of compassion, with all creatures. Are we? Are you laughing?
2: You <laughs> could slap someone, but feel for it. <laughs>
0: Maybe they needed a slap.
2: <laughs>
1: huh? It's that aspect of how do you feel for somebody who's so um, negative? Yeah. So you've got people who are, in your understanding, cruel or not nice to not just yourself, but that's their personality. Yeah. How do you identify? Because it's not about them getting hurt in your compassion or not, but actually, it's
4: actions. their
1: actions. Uh, you don't agree with. Totally, don't agree okay. with. So mm. that universal love for a. a yeah. Okay. Is it's difficult. difficult. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah, Challenging. I Think it's that's their nature. So I mean you look. You just have to be that. Yeah, but we're talking, uh, you understand the nature. There's a difference between understanding and thinking, do you know what, I'm just going to leave that person and not have anything to do with them. But this thing about universal love and you identification, them, yeah. I could not identify because that action is beyond my understanding.
0: At this moment in time? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm not going to ever identify with the negative action. If I feel it's negative, okay. So, how do you overcome that? And I'm not going to love that person.
0: So, how do you I do it? How do you overcome person? that? How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's on. not identifying with not their like body, mind, or intellect, thinking of the self. No, then you still to love them. you got to think of the self yeah. within them, not the body, mind, or intellect.
0: Be part. You've been listening. you
2: <laughs> <laughs> associate with the self, but there's still it's the hard.
1: well, we can't even identify with our own self. How am I going to identify with <laughs> yourself? Because <laughs> 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 all I can see <laughs> is your form. <laughs> <on> you. <No. laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. who's so negative yeah. right yeah. now in yes. front of me. Yeah, yeah I'm never going to be able to think. Don't look at this person's. Oh, aggressiveness
0: mm. that's the that's the growth so. that you need to develop i think
1: i'll never grow that much
0: <laughs> it'll happen trust me it'll happen I
1: don't think
0: so more effort that's <laughs> all it needs
1: a few years time we'll uh, repeat this class.
0: <laughs> thou shalt have no other god but love this is the first law of moses Thou shall have no other God but love. True love emanates from a pure mind. It allows one to feel the pain and sorrow felt by one's fellow creatures and fellow beings. With pure love, one is elevated in the spiritual path. If this emotion becomes selfish, then one devolves. Remember therefore to rise in love, not fall in love. So rise in love. Increase your circle of identification. That's rising in love. Falling in love means, I love this person, that's it. I love my family. Yeah, next door, yeah, the pain in the neck. So, the question asked: How do we love everyone, all creatures? How do you love a snake? What is the one thing common with everyone? The self. If you identify with the self, then living factor that is within all, then you can have true love for.
1: I know what you say. It's easier said than done.
0: This is what the scripture is saying. This is the this is your develop spiritual development. To increase universal love is part of your spiritual development. Being unselfish is part of your spiritual development. Thinking about giving rather than taking that is all spiritual development. When you uh, just said before, when you practice this, then you're elevated in the spiritual path. So you're growing spiritually. Where does it come from? From pure mind. How do you develop a pure mind? This is what we're talking about. See, it's saying what happens and how to do it. Ultimately, we won't understand unless we do it. We can say it's impossible, forget it, and walk away. These are the challenges.
1: So are you saying that the Jewish people should have loved Hitler? Beg your pardon? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that was an atrocity, wasn't it, what he did? What that one person did?
0: Absolutely. Killed
1: hundreds and thousands people. Six million, of people. apparently. Exactly. And in what way? It wasn't just, you know, shooting them, that would have been just far too kind. But regardless of whether it was women, children, older people, whoever it was, did not matter. there should have been universal love for
0: him many atrocities have happened we're not saying that that's right or wrong what we're saying is the self enlivens everybody all creatures and we must identify with that we may not agree with it but see if you take it from an ultimate perspective which none of us can okay because we're not spiritually developed enough to do that Ultimately, they're saying that the world is an illusion. What six million people? (laughs) But We're not at that stage to understand that. In your dream last night, you may have killed six million people. Only from the waking state, you understand that I killed, you know, but tomorrow's tonight, I'm going to dream about something else. This is, this is the development we need to practice. This is what he's saying.
2: I think sometimes the word love is confusing what you meant to identify.
0: Yeah, because in society today, love has different, meanings. different meaning. But I'm talking from a spiritual perspective what love is. But we find it difficult to identify with that. Because the love we've been practicing is not this. Mm. We've been practicing preferential love. You look after me, I love you. You don't. your own brother, sister, child. Even your own partner. Today she says nice things or he says nice things, you love them. Tomorrow they start saying negative things and you, you start hating them. So as long as they cater to my needs, I love them. The minute they don't cater to my needs, you know. This is the kind of love we understand right now. True. Isn't it? This is what we mean by love. <coughs> Let's face it, this is it, isn't it? That isn't love, this thing. Love is identifying everyone, even Hitler. That is true love, this thing.
2: See, again, being not, not being affected <coughs> by their actions and so forth. It's difficult, because then you could also say the people that carried out those atrocities were weaker minds, because they didn't use them to.
0: See, look, people create. People do all sorts of bad things. As long as you're not doing it, okay, that's important. Your duty is to yourself, your own spiritual development. Where that person is, that's his own cause and effect karma functioning. Don't worry about him. Where are you? That's your responsibility. No one can help you, only you. So we're gonna finish with this um, the second element, love. Yeah? So rise in love, meaning increase your circle of identification. Not fall in love. What do we say we fall in love? In preferential. So we said, love all creatures. The self, if you identify with the self in living factor that is within all, then you can have true love for all. If you practice this, then you reach great heights spiritually. So they say rise in love, not fall in love, meaning preferential love. So in future, don't say I fall in love, say I have risen in love. So, what is this universal identification? Who's, who's seen that movie? This thought came to me this morning, yeah? Who's seen that movie Avatar? Yeah. yeah? Everyone's seen Avatar? Mm. Yeah? Drew, you seen it? Yes. See, in that movie, when they go into that, um, the people who live on that planet, yeah? They kill, pe- they kill the animals when the animals try to um, attack them. But there was a feeling of love for everything, every growing, living aspect of that planet, by the people. They are identified with that energy, that spirit. You watch it again. Everything has the same energy flowing through it, what enlivens that tree, that plant, that dog, that animal. But what is happening is that every, everything is functioning based on their own nature. The dog has to attack. That's his nature. But the spirit within is the same in everything. And the people identified with that spirit. So even if they killed something, they felt sorry for it. Is that right? This is the kind of universal love we're talking about. You understand that it's the same aspect in them that's making me alive. And I identify with that. Because that's the truth. yeah the reality of your personality is the self not your body mind intellect So until we come to understand that we're not able to do it but we have to start learning practicing this is what they're saying so that movie just made me think of how you can think of the self you know Any questions?